Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's The Dwell Podcast, and I am your host, Natalie Abbott. And again, we have one more session with Christy Cambrin, who has written the Verse Mapping Bible. She's written fiction books. Um, She's written Bible studies. She is just a lover of stories and of the Word of God. And I've I've just so enjoyed her. If this is your first time uh, listening to this, these three episodes, go back and listen to the first and second one, because you will not be disappointed, especially number two, where we just give you some real practical tips on how to study your Bible. It was so good. Um, Anyway, welcome back, Christy. We're so, so glad to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. And I do hope that you all get to go back and especially listen to that second session because we just, woo, like (laughs) we had a conversation that was literally breaking this verse apart, Ephesians 5, 8. And had we more time, (laughs) who knows where we could have gone. I know. (laughs) I could have done that for like an hour at least and just kept going. Um, So thank you that we didn't go that long. I'm sure you guys are like, oh, how long was that episode actually? Um, But it, it was so, so so, so good. And I, I think it was just very practical and like, this is, this is such a great method for studying your Bible. Right now, we are going to dig even further into our verse. We've, we've, uh, you know, we talked about it briefly in our first episode. We really just tore it apart in the second episode. And now we are going to take it and put it back together and talk about like, how do we live this way? What does this actually mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, one of the things that we've we've talked about, like application wise, is, you know, live as children of light. What does that mean? How do we live as children of light? One of the things that comes along with that, we talked a bit about this, but for me, the definition of living as a child of light was in any sphere of influence that the Lord has given me, whether that is in a pandemic world, you know, it's probably going to be in my home. It may be in my church. It may right. be, it may be in a virtual space. You know, how really, how am I conducting myself in a social media space? Am mm. I a child of light in a broken world? All of those things. But for me, there also came this kind of check in my spirit, if you will. Like I felt a caution with that. And when you think about this verse, live mm. as children of light. I was reminded that the call to live as children of light is not an open-ended invitation to simply whack people with judgment. Yes, we call, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yes, we call, yes, we call sin what it is. Yes, yes, we do. And you can read further on in Ephesians and you see that, you know, Paul is talking about our conduct as believers. Like, what are the expectations? We represent light. We're not walking in light. The light is, is through us. The light is in us and we are the light of Christ. And so there is conduct and expectations that come with that. But for me, Ephesians always tends to lead me over to James. James was circulated about 10 years before Paul would have written Ephesians. And so the believer, the believers are going to be familiar with this sock you in the gut (laughs) letter from James. And it is extremely, Explicit about faith without works and what does that mean and and being prideful and uh, wisdom with our tongue and wisdom with our actions and so for me Ephesians it always connects 
to James. And I have to remind myself that when I'm living as light, it does not mean that's just an open invitation for me to step up on my self-righteous podium and just start, you know, whacking everybody else with judgment. Um, yes, we call sin what it is, but living as light, I feel like there's a balance there and the balance can only be found by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, I, I when we had our first episode, Vera and I always get on and discuss um, the verse at the beginning of every month. And that was one thing that I really wanted to be cautious of in that conversation was I think sometimes we can get so wrapped up in this is what life should look like if you're mm. a believer that we lose sight of the good news of the gospel, which is you're never going to be perfect and you are forgiven and you have the Holy Spirit to help you in this life, you know, that you're going to, you're going to stumble, you're going to fall, you're going to get back up again, you know, but never to be um, laying on people the burden of um, living perfectly because it's, that's an impossible task. And that's, that's not who we're called to be. And I, I love that you said that too, because living perfectly or this standard of perfection, very often it's my standard of perfection for you or for someone else. You know, it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> right. even, it's not even the standard that we have in scripture. It's someone else's manufactured standard, or it's my mm. manufactured standard that, that I'm projecting on someone else. And so I think that's important to remember as well. We talked about how people, regardless of what their belief in Christ is, they still respond to light. I can't tell you how many times when I was in corporate America, and again, I was kind of coasting in my relationship with Jesus, but people did see the Bible on my desk. They did see mm. you know, the, the Jesus Calling book on my desk. They did hear me listening to preaching in my cubicle. Like they they, they would see that. So I had people respond to light. I had friends who I loved them dearly and I knew that they were atheist in their belief. But then that same person came to me one time and said, I'm really struggling in this area of my life and, and for my child, would you please pray for us? There's, there's, wow. there's a response to light, whether they knew it and recognized it as Jesus or not. So here's a question for you, Christy. How have you seen Jesus bring light into your darkness? Oh, I love that because I can go back and I can look at some of the decisions in my life that I wish I would not have made, right? Like we all could, mm -hmm. but I also will say that regardless of the mistakes I've made, the decisions that I've made, the, the walking in times of darkness, because I met Jesus at 16 years old. So I don't even want to let myself off the hook and say, there is no excuse <laughs> for, some <laughs> those, for some of those bonehead darkness decisions that I made. There is no excuse, but I will tell you that God still uses that. He has mm -hmm. used it to teach me grace. He has used it to caution me that as I am walking in light or pray, Lord, please help me to walk in your light, that he has cautioned me. And, and that's why I even mentioned judgment, because I have mm -hmm. been extended mercy and grace, not, not only from our Heavenly Father, but from other people when I know I didn't deserve it. And I would pray and I would hope that some of that, that light would also extend that I would extend the grace to other people. And so for me, the darkness, I would say, yeah, there's some decisions, wish I could go back and change that, but God has still used it. And then also for me, the darkness has been more of an absence of shining my light. Hmm. It, ha it has been coasting mm -hmm. at times in my relationship with Jesus. And I don't know if anyone listening will identify with that, but I will tell you as a working mom, right? Like we've got a packed schedule. I am running from here to there. Um, even in a pandemic world, like we're doing e-learning, we get frustrated. You know, there's mm -hmm. all of this unexpected stuff that's hitting us in our world. And how do we help our kids manage that? 
you can yeah. fall into this habit, this rhythm, you can fall into a rhythm of coasting in your relationship with the Lord. And so I think sometimes it's not outward darkness. It's not, uh oh, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be making that decision. Sometimes it's just the absence of light, walking mm -hmm. in the absence of light because we have kind of fallen away in projecting the light of Christ. So when you find yourself in that situation, when you're like, oh, it's been a while, what do you like? Where do you go first? Like, how do you rectify that situation? Yeah, I have some trusted people in my life. Uh, that would be my relationship with my husband. That would be some other women, you know, who are in ministry, whether they are women's ministry leaders or whether they are other authors or friends. And I have people in my life who are in spaces of trust where they can call me out on it. And I will ask them, call me out on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like I, I had a, a podcast interview one time where uh, the speaker said something that was so important. I've never forgotten it. He said that busy is killing our purpose. And I was like, whoa, that mm. was, I mean, that, that for me, that was big. And, and I've asked people in my life, like, call me out on it. When you see me falling back into that space where I said I would never fall again with packing out my schedule and thinking I'm doing all these things for Jesus, right? Like I'm, I, I'm doing, I'm working in all these spaces. And you can probably think of that in your own life. All mm. these things that I'm volunteering in church and all the things I'm doing for my kids and, you know, all of this. And we can think these are very godly things. I'm being light when there could be the person who lives right next door who just needs to be loved on a little bit. Hmm. And so I will ask people who are in a space where they can actually tell me straight out, flat out, <laughs> like they can call me out on it when I am not yeah. living as light. I think I am, but when I'm not. That is so good because I think we deceive ourselves so oftentimes. Like we really do think, you know, I got it all together. I'm doing all the things. When in reality, like our hearts are, are far from the Lord. You know, we really aren't. Um, listening to his spirit. We really aren't um, being aware of the opportunities that he's giving us to to serve him and to serve others and love people. Um, it, it is. It's a gritty look in the mirror. It, it really is at times, you know, because we may have this photoshopped view of our own faith walk. Like it, mm -hmm. may, it may be these are all the spaces that I would put on Instagram that everyone would look at and everything is polished and everything's Photoshopped and it looks great. But sometimes mm -hmm. it does. And I've done that. I don't know how many listeners would maybe say in 2020, there, there was, there was a reckoning in some areas of our faith. You know, there were some things for me that I looked at the ground beneath my feet and there were some fractures that were unearthed 2020 unearthed some fractures in my faith and my heart and my hope. And I had to, take that gritty look in the mirror and kind of call myself out on it and say, am I really living as a child of light? Because if I am, everything that is swirling around me should not be taking me down like it is. And I, and I don't, and I don't mean people struggling with loss or people struggling with how do I even manage this year? That, that's not a rebuke to anyone. I'm just saying in my own life that, that I recognized, wow, I, I need to be called out in some of these areas, areas of busyness, areas of apathy to really walking with the Lord. Yeah. Amen. I feel like 2020 was uh, like a punch in the gut, but I, but at the same time, like I kind of needed that. I yeah. needed to have God reveal to me um, with his light, you know, Hey, you're, you're trusting in some things that these are, these are not where your hope should lie. This mm -hmm. is not what's going to fill you up. This is not even of me, you know, it's not True. necessarily um, a terrible thing, but it's not me. <laughs> True. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so do you, like when you talk about having 
people in your life that are holding you accountable. Um, I think that's a really good like action step for us. Like, how did you find those people? How do you know that those people are going to be safe for you? How do you give them permission, um, so to speak, to have that place in your life also? And I think it depends on the relationship. You know, there can be some friendships that you have that you may even say, uh, okay, I would like for you to step into the role of mentor in my life. You know, I have a couple of uh, friends, a trusted author friends, and we kind of had that informal conversation. I mean, it was kind of like, I didn't say, okay, I'm going to send you a nameplate and it says Christy's mentor. Like I didn't do that, but we kind of stepped into this, this friendship, this sisterhood, this relationship that said, and, and this is big for me because I have had some up down moments. We all have, but mm. in those up down moments, I have some friends who said, I'm not going anywhere. Literally, they would text and they would say, what you're walking through right now, I'm going with you. I'm not going anywhere. And that for me, identified these are some people in my life. And, and one of the, the times was uh, when I got my first contract. So this was even before verse mapping. I got my first contract. We got a yes. And after two years of rejection, so it was huge for our family. Wow, and then an, wow. hour late, an hour later, I got a call from my dad and he said, this could be bad. I may have leukemia. And oh, our family, we went on this five month journey of editing my first novel at the local cancer center while he was having his chemo infusions. And we had uh, five months and then a gentle goodbye for now. So he is with the Lord. But during that time, there were some people and, and times that have followed, you know, the, the, the fallout of grief, unexpected grief, um, unexpected moments of, wow, I thought I should be able to handle this better than I am. In those times, the people who stepped forward, some of them really surprised me at who showed up in that hospital room or who showed up at that graveside or who showed up in the months and the years after that and texted me and said, I'm not going anywhere. I know this is messy, but I'm walking with you. Those are the people. Those are who you identify as your dream defenders, your calling cheerleaders, whatever you want to call them. Those are your people when they say, I'm going with you. That's so good. Yeah, I think we do. We oftentimes find ourselves in these dark places and we're like, oh, I need help. <laughs> Who's going to help me? Um, and I, I think we need to be proactive in that. Um, I see people who hold people at arm's length. Uh, I have that tendency um, at times to just to not want to take that next step and say, I, I love to be able to share. I struggled with this thing and now I'm better. <laughs> it's really, really hard for me, even with my closest friends to say, I am struggling with this thing and I need help. Um, and so I would just encourage you all who are listening um, just to find even one person that can be that person for you where you can say in the present tense, this is what's going on. Because I think I think we sometimes love to be able to just present the the fixed up version of ourselves, and we can confess things that are like, oh, I really that was really hard. But did anybody walk with you through that? Mm -hmm. um, there should always be people who are walking with you in the present tense, with you know bringing you back into the light, bringing you to that place of of truth, and reminding you, you know, this is who you are. You know, you are loved by God. You are a child of light. You don't have to go through this alone. It definitely takes us back to Ephesians 5, 8, living as children of light, you know, that living part, <laughs> the people who are walking, the people who are walking with you. It reminds me how I've heard this before, and you probably have too, how Jesus never minded being interrupted. And I love that. I love that. It's like he, people would, would come and say, 
my child has this, come and heal them. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go with you. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? now there were times that he did have to step away. He did have to get away from the crowds. He did have to have his time alone with the Lord. But I do love that he was willing to be interrupted. He was willing to say, yes, I'm going to walk along with you. And he still says it. He still mm. walks along with you. And I love that because that is all wrapped up in that living as children of light. We're going to have those people who are going to live. They're going to walk with us. They're going to go with us wherever we, we're stepping to. Well, Christy, I think we've got to wrap it up again. But I just think back on all of the things that we've touched on in these couple of um, sessions with you. And I am just so blessed. And I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart <laughs> for just coming on and being real with us and teaching us and um, giving us examples and, and honesty from your own life. Um, just thank you so much for going deep with us with this verse and this concept, because I, I just really feel so encouraged by it. Oh, thanks for having me. And if any of the listeners, if you want to experience what we did in our conversations here, if you want to map with us, you go to versemapping.com. We'll help you get started uh, with how to verse map. We'll help you get linked with the tools and resources that you need, and we'll help you get community. And so you can join our verse mapping group where we have conversations like this all the time. <laughs> and we are, I love it. We're mapping the Bible in 2021. So we have the verse mapping Bibles, and we will be mapping all of those verses together. So you can join us. We'd love to have Sweet. you. Okay. So for those of you listening, we are going to have that in our links below this and on our site. So if you're like, oh shoot, I heard this and I was in my car driving, you can go back and find those links um, when you look up this podcast. Thank you, Christy. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.